that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. And Ish, today we are joined by Scott Drew, the head men's basketball coach at Baylor University. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm on with you too. We got the Final Four in your background. I kind of like that. Yeah, from uh, <laughs> this is from Indianapolis. I stole these posters from Indianapolis on the, the side of the roads. Yeah, so they look familiar. <laughs> when, when, when North Texas, when North Texas went over there, because uh, I covered North Texas, so I drove drove uh-huh. up North Texas versus Purdue, uh, the whole thing. So yeah, that was a, a good good time. Yeah, that was that was we had Oral Roberts do well, North Texas did well, GCU was in the tournament. Yeah, all your boys are doing good. Yeah, and then the Baylor Bears did all right. <laughs> did all right, did all right. Um, but yeah, coach, we've had you on the past couple of years. Uh, thank you for for joining us. This is always a, a lot of fun as we talk ball throughout the summer and into the fall. Still, two months before the the season starts up, but uh, y'all been busy. Y'all, you know, went out to France. You know, obviously off season in full swing. Uh, but I do want to start with last year, um, you know, kind of a quick recap of last year, 23-11 uh, overall, 11-7 conference play, get a three-seed in the tournament, another, you know, really good year uh, for y'all. Just how would you describe the ups, the downs, the obviously turnover from the year prior to last year, just a different team? Just how would you describe it as, as a whole? Well, I think uh, you, you, there's 363 schools. You finished the ninth overall seed. That That's a good year. Um Everyone wants to win win the last game, and only one of those teams is going to do that. So, uh, 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 again, if you can be a top 10 seed going into March Madness, you give yourself a chance, put yourself in position uh, to cut down nets. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. But uh, um, we started out uh, 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 slow in conference, going 0-3, and, and then uh, put together a great win streak and really got on a roll. Uh, and then – uh, late in conference, uh, Keontae uh, uh, had, a, had an ankle sprain, which um, statistically uh, he, he was really good for a stretch there. And then uh, really uh, it was awesome uh, and showed his toughness um, that he wanted to come back and play uh, and, and support the team and try to help the team. But uh, uh, he wasn't at, at, at full strength. And um, I think uh, uh, when we were really quick and well in that win streak, uh, um, I thought we could have beaten anyone in the country. And then in the NCAA tournament, we were good, but we, we, we weren't as good as we were when, when we had him healthy too. Yeah. Um, looking at last year, you know, a lot of people point at the defense, you, you know, it's one of the issues you guys kind of had to work through, but you guys were so gifted offensively that it almost didn't matter at times mm-hmm. was based on the years before that, where defense was really the calling card. You know, was it kind of just a personnel adjustment of like you guys had these gifted scores that you just kind of, you know, kind of had to make things work defensively? Or how did you kind of approach that? Well, analytically, 11 of the last 12 years, uh, we've had top 25 offenses. So I think we've been really good sure. offensively, defensively, yeah. six out of the last nine years, top 25 defenses. So um, 
normally we've been good on both sides of the ball because if if you're bad on offense and you're turning it over, there is no defense for one and oh, two on one, three on one fast sure. break. Uh, at the same time, if you're scoring, it takes them longer to take the ball out than it does on misses where they're getting out and going. Uh, so they do complement one another. With us, I, I thought uh, uh, offensively, um, when we were healthy and playing well and sharing the ball, we're as good as any any team I've I've coached. And then uh, again, finished second overall offensively, but defensively, there there was definitely uh, uh, not as much consistency as we've had in the past. And uh, I think uh, uh, you can look at a couple couple things that might have uh, contributed to that, but. Uh, at the end of the day, you have to be good on both sides of the ball to win the last game. And uh, in hindsight, we wish you'd have been better uh, throughout the year defensively, and it came back to bite us in the end. Yeah, I, I don't have too much more on, on last year. I really want to dive into to this year's team because yeah. it's it's a, a lot of fun looking back. And, and there's one player I want to start with in particular. Obviously, you had Ray J. Dennis and Jade Nunn from the portal, two awesome scorers, awesome guards. Um Ray J. Dennis in particular to me, when I went back and watched that Toledo tape, um, that guy's a lot of fun. <laughs> that, guy, <laughs> that guy can uh, do a lot of things and is a, a very dynamic guard. Obviously, was was highly, you know, highly coveted out of the portal and whatnot. But what does Ray J. bring to y'all? And then also, you know, Jaden as well being a, a complimentary scorer that can uh, do a lot of things for y'all. Well, yeah, it shows you that uh, uh, your eyes didn't deceive you because uh, he definitely is as good in person as he was on tape, starting yeah. with AJ. Yeah. And uh, he, he really passes the ball well, makes the right reads, right plays. Uh, he's an adult, carries himself like a professional. He's a great leader, great teammate. So it's kind of like the quarterback position um, in, in, in football. I mean, you can have a gifted player, but they also got to be a great teammate and a great leader because there's so much responsibility when you have the ball in your hands. At the same time, we have several other guys that uh, can play with the ball, so it allows him to play on and off the ball. Uh, Jaden Nunn's somebody that uh, uh, handles it well, um, but he, he, he really can get to the, uh, to the bucket and finish, and he can also uh, shoot the three. He's not a selfish offensive player. Not uh, uh, He lets the game come to him. Uh, and defensively, uh, he probably has a bigger reputation as somebody who can be a lockdown defender. So uh, he's had a, he had a great summer, great young man. Um, both those guys bring uh, experience, also bring uh, um, an, an excitement uh, to play in the Big 12 because they've been extremely successful at their previous institutions, their winners, and now they want to see if they can win in the Big 12. Uh, and, and, and with that, as you know, you got to have a good uh, uh, backcourt play and you have to have experience in the backcourt. It's hard to be young in that position and be successful. A lot of people are going to look at this roster and see you bringing in another five-star uh, kid like Jacoby Walter. And I don't want to say comparisons to Keontae George are going to come because they are different players. They have different skill sets. But, you know, Keontae George was so important to you guys last year is the same level of expectation of Jacoby Walter, or is there a little bit more of an adjustment, you know, just kind of waiting and seeing how he, how he takes. Well, 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 so some similarities, they come from the Metroplex and both uh, uh, can really, can really score it, um, really shoot it. And uh, I think uh, uh, Jacoby uh, a little bit bigger, a little bigger wingspan um, in, in somebody uh, uh, that, uh, 
really has showed uh, to be really efficient catch and shoot wise. Um, doesn't uh, uh, look to create as much as Keontae. Keontae had more point guard in him. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, both of them uh, uh, can get you a bucket when you need a bucket. And uh, uh, both of them extremely uh, gifted and talented. And uh, when you're playing competitive teams, uh, well-scouted teams, coach teams, and it becomes uh, more one-on-one -on -one and who can get a bucket later in the clock. It's great to have guys uh, like Keontae, a part of your program, and now Jacoby because um, you have to be able to create your own uh, when the offense dies down. Yeah, Keontae, going into the draft, I, I do some you know pre-draft stuff, and I'm just – like I had him number nine on my board, which I was like, you know, maybe that's too high. Everyone's dropping him to like the twenties and stuff. And I was just like, this dude is just too talented for right. me to put too low. After, after, after summer league, you look right, didn't you? Too. I'm <laughs> taking my victory laps, coach. I had to say it right now. There you go. I had to take my victory laps while they're here. Um, and Jacoby, Jacoby also won a, uh, a championship at Link. And there's yeah. something mm -hmm. to be said for guys that. Uh, come in winning a state championship or a high school basketball championship they're used to winning and used to success yeah i was gonna yeah. say i saw him i saw him his junior year when he made the state championship with mckinney yeah. uh played that stack duncanville team but then that next step next time i saw him on video and just kind of saw where he took the strides at link i was like oh, okay this is a different player than what he was yeah and coach armstrong at link they got a good program over there um the rest of that freshman class um obviously a lot of players that can contribute as well potentially you know this year Mira Little, Yves Missy, uh, Omar, <laughs> Agbola. Uh, just what what did you what have you seen from those guys and you know how do they project and you know potentially helping y'all this year? Well uh, uh, to start out with uh, Miro just got done playing in the uh, World Cup action uh, one of the five youngest players over there did a great job so he he's somebody that uh, uh, isn't uh, doesn't back down from competition, loves to compete, uh, um, really fundamentally sound player, and someone's going to give you his all. Uh, and when you're used to playing with grown men like that, uh, uh, you're, you're older than you are, and his experience speaks for itself. Uh, Eve uh, Messi is somebody that uh, had a great year, prolific, really improved there, and uh, has ability that uh, coaches can't teach. I mean, the size, length, and pop he has uh, – can affect the game offensively with his alley-oop dunks. Also, uh, uh, defensively, uh, can be an elite shot blocker and somebody to make it tough for people to score around the rim. Omar, somebody uh, from Mount Bird, great program, played at their prep school. Someone that uh, uh, will walk on for, someone that will uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, redshirt probably this year, but got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Uh, really a great freshman class academically on and off the court professional um they, they they've been they've been outstanding this summer to work with looking a little bit at the kind of the rest of the big 12 you know you bring in a program like houston right and you know what are your thoughts on that of course you guys met in the final four a couple of years ago um you know what are your thoughts on adding that team to just kind of the normal slate of games now for the big 12 uh, coach Sampson's a tremendous coach. He's won everywhere he's been. A lot of respect for him. Uh, done a phenomenal job with Houston University. And uh, 
I, I see no let up with them. He knows all about the Big 12. Uh, he knows what it takes, what a great league it is. He helped create it when he was at Oklahoma. So a uh, great addition for the Big 12, um, as are the other schools. I mean, uh, and then the new ones coming in after that. I mean, I think uh, Big 12 was the best conference in the country, and uh, it got better during this, and that's hard to do. Uh, I did have a question about, um, obviously, you returned Josh Ojemuna. Uh We've already talked about Missy. Uh, as far as rim protection. Hey, how about so- Matthew there? You're just breaking down the names. My man's on point. He, he makes sure he gets the names right. Yeah, man. I like that. I like I that. I try, man. I try. It's uh, it's it's hard sometimes, but you know, I, I just throw it out there and see if it sticks. Sometimes it doesn't, but when you cover this many teams, you just start, you know, try to figure out the names as you go. It's like being a teacher, you know. You just see all these yeah. names. Uh, the interior defense slash like you know paint rim protections type area with Josh and Yves, uh, Yves. Um, how valuable is that? And especially Josh in particular, his pro- progression from freshman to sophomore, because we saw flashes last year of him just yeah. being that long body that, you, you know, teams need. Yeah, Josh can really move his feet, which allows him to uh, be great on ball screen defense and on switches. Uh, but at the same time, it's hard for freshmen to come in and physically um, be able to compete in the Big 12 because it's such a physical league and you have grown men and a lot of 22, 23, 24-year-olds. So a year in the weight room with their strength coach uh, has really been beneficial, really helped them the experience of playing last year, also competing every day against Eve and John. Jonathan Chamachach was somebody that uh, came back last year and uh, came back probably uh, 20 pounds heavier than he was when he left. So he's lost some of that weight, moving better, recovered more. So uh, uh, you look at uh, his wingspan, his athleticism, you look at Eves, then uh, uh, Eve Missy, and then you look at uh, uh, Josh. I mean, that's that's three guys. And Cale Boner's another guy that uh, uh, defensively prides himself on being tough and physical. So uh, it, it, it makes it good for the guards each and every day because they're going against the size and length they, they're going to face the rest of the year. And there's not going to be a lot of teams that uh, uh, have guys bigger and longer than we have. Yeah, I think we asked about Jonathan Chamochacho this time last year. Obviously, he was battling back from from recovering, mm-hmm. and and you know, sometimes so many times when you have like a, an injury like he has, and you when immediately when you come back, you don't always come back right, right? You don't always come back doing what mm-hmm. you normally do. You may be compensating or something. Do you think like now, towards the end of the year, to now, like he's finally like back to what you know from JTT? Well, I think uh, uh, first and foremost, we were surprised he came back as quick as he did. Only sure. he could do that. And then second of all, when he came back, he had an amazing game. So you're like, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's that's point. Point. You know, I mean, the bar was set so high after that first game. And then, and then uh, uh, again, it, normally after an ACL injury, it takes a full year. I mean, he tore every ligament, severed the nerves. So uh, he, he's, he's much better than he was last year. Um, but I think, it, it, again, it'll be – a lot of people thought it was a two-year process, and uh, it's still going to take time. Sure. Yeah, that's um, obviously huge um, when you're talking about the returners. Someone who a lot of people have been potentially, you know, breakout or, you know, stepping up is Jalen Bridges. And we saw flashes of, of what he could do last year. I think as the year went on, he got more comfortable. You know, his effective field percentage went up a lot. But uh, just how, how do you see Jalen stepping up this year in terms of, you know, front court scoring or just all around uh, for your team? 
Well, Jalen's somebody that had uh, tested the waters um, and uh, through that process, I think, gained a lot of experience, knowledge, wisdom, came back a better player, um, uh, somebody that's embraced getting better each and every day, knowing what he still needs to do and get better at to play at the highest level. And uh, because of that uh, uh, beginning of the year, um, as you said, uh, really struggled to shoot it, although in, the, in, in practice and in the summer, it really shot it well. As he became more comfortable uh, with the offense and, and, and in a Baylor uniform, uh, really uh, um, improved his, his shooting throughout the, the year. But defensively and rebounding-wise, he was pretty good all year. And uh, I think this year he'll take another step forward on both of those fronts. So, uh, Jalen, we know uh, uh, he's a great uh, uh, part of our team and a big part of our team and somebody that uh, uh, is capable of not only scoring 20, but somebody that does a lot of things that uh, don't show up always in the stat box and uh, stat sheet, and that's um, uh, the intangibles and 50-50 balls he gets uh, by going to the glass all the time, requiring people to block him out, opens up other offensive rebounds. He's the kind of guy that shows up in his plus-minus. Um, at least last couple from me, you know, last year we asked about one of your assistants getting his job, getting a job at Kansas state and, uh, Jerome Tang this year, you know, you're playing with, you're playing against another one of your former assistants mm -hmm. and grandma Castlin at, at Texas tech, you know, what, what are your thoughts on him getting the tech job and, and, you know, now joining another one of your <laughs> former assistants in the conference? Well, he, first Grants uh, uh, did a great job with us, helped build Baylor basketball to what it is today. Somebody that's won everywhere he's been, he's going to win at Tech, he's going to do a great job, uh, going to represent the university in an outstanding manner. So uh, really excited for him. And uh, the only downside will be playing against him. Other than that, we'll be cheering for him. And we know him and his staff are going to do a great job. I had a picture. Let me see if I can find it um, of y'all. And I don't know if I, here it is. There it is. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the hundreds of pictures of all y'all on the staff. And I was just like, I Googled it. I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah, I, I think – I think we all had uh, uh, more hair, and it wasn't so gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great. The game's yeah. gotten better since then, too. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. So I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, let me pull this up real quick. Um, last thing I wanted to ask, uh, obviously, uh, your, your your team went to, to France, um, played in a few games, and that, you know, something that's become common for teams across the country to go, you know, play either overseas, wherever, Caribbean. Um what were some of your, your just takeaways in general from, from that? Did anything surprise you or stand out to you in particular from those those games you all were able to play over there? Well, I think the practices uh, um, beforehand really were good for us, uh, allowed people to get uh, uh, tried some different things um, offensively and uh, defensively, see what people were capable of doing. Uh, so so you you jumpstart your season that way for sure. Then you get games, which are, which are good. Um, and then uh, get a chance to make sure that what you saw in practice is real. Uh, but the bonding also is something uh, that at the end of the day, teams that like one another more usually are more successful. So uh, in a foreign country, you don't have the distractions from family, friends, uh, girlfriends. I mean, you're, you're there with the team and you get a chance to grow, learn, bond with them. So it's a great trip. That's why you only get them one every four years because they are an advantage uh, and, It'll take me a, a little bit longer still to work off all the pastries, but other than that, we're good. 
was gonna say. I was like, man, our friends. I, I did not know it was only once every four years for 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 team for programs. Mm -hmm. I just, I guess, I just hear about them all the time. I, just, I don't think about what teams are going. Well, and then with COVID year, it seemed like everybody got backed up to where mm -hmm. uh, about everybody was up this year. I think there are eighty some teams or something on foreign tours. Yeah, because I'm over here in Baton Rouge, and LSU went to the Caribbean and all that stuff. Um, uh -huh. Real quick, the. Um, from a scheduling perspective, y'all's non-conference schedule is really interesting with Auburn, Oregon State. You know, you're going to turn the tournament uh, for the NIT to start the year and then go down the list, Michigan State, Duke. Do you enjoy um, making the schedule or do you just let other people on your on your staff make the schedule? How, <laughs> how, do, you, how do you approach it? Yeah, that, that's that's something uh, uh, I'm involved with. Uh, uh, Coach Peterson handles the majority of it and our staff all works together. But uh, last year, I think we had the third toughest strength of schedule and we we pride ourselves on playing a tough non-conference so that we can get ready for uh, the toughest conference in america so uh players want to play against good teams fans want to watch those games and the ncaa doesn't punish you for playing good teams not like not like football right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> play tough teams you lose um all right i think that's all i had coach uh that's all i got yeah this has been a nice 20 minutes yeah let, let you get back out there um in the in the world of of college basketball thanks for coming on again man well thanks for having me you guys do a great job i love your background yes stuff for mindy got grandma Cassin back here got uh lsu bas women's basketball over here got yeah. uh, spurs oh you got all the good stuff you got everything oh yeah we had to had to make it nice back here for the, <laughs> for the, for the podcast but thank you coach thank you appreciate it coach